Thwip. 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 Watch me thwip. Watch, Watch me, me swing, swing. swang. Watch me swing, swing. We in. What are we talking about, dude? We're talking about Spider-Man. The, the people that are listening to this just have no idea pure just audio yep, yeah that's true. they're just like riding in their yep. cars right now uh, kyle's like doing i'm the, doing the little the little web shooter thing yeah here i'll make a thwip thwip now they know i'm doing it they can hear it there it is uh yeah we're talking spider-man far from home far from home this is our third spider-man i mean we had an entire spoiler week. yeah we had an entire week dedicated There's to really only two spoiler episodes which is yeah, a lot. But it's still Spider-Man week. True. True. We did Spider-Man 3 and uh, Spider-Verse that week, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Now, far from home. And there will be more Spider-Man episodes. I guarantee it. There's going to be a third Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. There's going to be a second Spider-Verse movie. Maybe we'll go back and revisit other Spider-Mens. I don't know. Let's do a spoiler episode on the 90s cartoon. We'll watch all of it. Do a spoiler. I'd actually be down with that. That that show's great. One of the goat theme songs of all time. Spider blood, spider blood, radioactive spider blood. That shit's so good. Was that the nineties? Was that the two thousands? I think that's 2000s. the that's late nineties, early two thousands. Like I, I think we want to say nineties because it's just like tied into our childhood. But we were yeah, still I think it was maybe young. late nineties, early two thousands. Because it's I feel like it's. I don't know. It's like around the same time as the X-Men show. Uh-huh. Anyway. All right. Let's talk about this movie. Um, returning director John Watts, returning cast members, Tom Holland, uh, Zendaya, Jacob Batalon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. New cast member, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal so good. Um, Samuel Jackson's in this one. John Favreau's around again. Marissa Tomei again. Lots of people. What'd you, uh, what'd you think? I mean, it was a lot Did of Did you love it as much so as So you've me? seen it, you've seen it twice now. I saw it again yesterday, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I remember, so on the night that we saw it, we went out with Kate, uh, to go see Spider-Man, and I wanted to, uh, like, do this episode, like, pretty much that night. Mm-hmm. Um, because I enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm. I, it was just a really fun. So, what are your thoughts on the, Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man thing. And we've also uh, had co- like pretty extensive conversations with our buddy Paul, who's a huge Spider-Man fan. And he, Me I and Paul like, have had lots of co- long. Yeah. We've had, we had a very long conversation about Mysterio once. Really? And that's why I want him to see this movie so bad. Mm-hmm. I and, think he might be going to see it tomorrow. And uh, that's another thing that I want to bring up and put out into the world is I don't really know shit about Mysterio. Um, I, I like, I've read specific Spider-Man like, uh, like, graphic novels just like mm-hmm. singular comic books mm-hmm. um but like i've never gone all the way through i don't i don't know much about the history and stuff like that so um that's where i'm at uh so i have much more of a blank slate coming into this movie than uh you or paul would i wish that there was a version of me that could watch this movie not knowing who mysterio was yeah when we when the trailer came out for this movie we talked about it on the show and yeah. i was like oh i know exactly what's going to happen mysterio's lying about everything he's going to betray him right I wish I didn't know that. I wish I could go through this movie and feel that twist. Remember how we felt in Spider-Man Homecoming when we found out that Michael Keaton is the father of 
Liz. That was the yeah. That was the big twist. That is one of, if um, not my favorite scene in the entire MCU. Mm-hmm. All of it. Yeah. I never got a moment that impactful in this movie. That like the peak of that moment didn't happen with me because the the betrayal or the reveal or whatever. I already knew. Mm-hmm. I already expected it. It was just a matter of how are they going to execute it. It's going to be interesting. And they did a great job with it. I loved it. But I right. wish there's a version of me who, like that scene when he's in the bar and then he he dematerializes his uh, projections, people, yeah. his, his holograms. And then he just sort of starts be. he just goes, that wasn't that hard now, was it? And you're just like, oh, he's been playing Peter the whole time. Yeah. Um, now, like, I did come in with a blank slate, but I also... I, I, I'm not sure how much of it was, you know, like hearing your voice in my ear before the movie and like knowing that like Mysterio is most likely going to turn out mm-hmm. to be a bad guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it like, how obvious was it just through the trailers? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that like he was going to end up being a bad guy. I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly where the inception of that idea was coming from, but like, yeah, I did know going in for sure that Mysterio was going to end up being a bad mm-hmm. guy. So it wasn't necessarily a, the, the the fact that it that it happened wasn't surprising, but like in the way that he was doing it was really interesting. Like I said, I don't know shit about Mysterio. Is that something that's like like the the drones and the projections and stuff? That's a very good modern take on Mysterio. It's it's like the perfect uh, modern real MCU version of Mysterio. Mysterio is an illusionist and a failed actor. Okay, and he has weird tech. So like he is, he has weird technology. So, okay, so, so he- yeah. He's not like he's not a magician. In, so he's not like based with magic. No. He's not like I think there's a point some... in comic continuity where he has gotten real magic at some point. Okay. OG Mysterio, the classic idea of him. No, he's a he ha- he uses technology. Okay. So the drone stuff is perfect. Okay, that makes perfect. sense. Yes. Okay. But like they kind of without talking about it, they implemented ideas of that backstory that like he's an actor in this movie. If you think about it. He's playing this role and he's like selling. There's moments where like when Jake Gyllenhaal's on that bridge in the final confrontation uh-huh. and he's like switching between who he's talking to and right. he's performing as Mysterio and then he's talking to his crew and then he's he's like acting like all scared to yeah. Nick Fury. He's like, he's acting throughout this movie mm-hmm. in different roles. But, I mean, they're, they're literally rehearsing in a theater. Yeah. yeah. Um, him and his, his team, yeah. you know, like there's choreography, like they mentioned choreography. He literally says, I don't, I'm not in love with the choreography of this, but yeah. it'll, it'll work. Um, mm-hmm. And th- he has writers and shit like that. Like his really costume mm-hmm. department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So they don't specifically say that he's an actor, yeah. but that's but exactly they, it, what he's it, doing. It, it informs the character. Yeah. Yeah. It's very Definitely. interesting. Definitely. Um, I love the callback they did with, so the, this is like, in terms of major MCU, this is the end of phase three or whatever. Technically speaking, this is the last movie of phase three. And we're probably going to find out what is today? Seventh. Come on phone. Yeah. Seventh. We're going to find out in like two weeks at Comic-Con what they've got planned specifically for phase four. We know kind of generally, but we don't know the order and we don't know. I don't know if they'll give us any news or anything, but, uh, the way they sort of utilized that was making this movie very much about the way that Peter felt about Tony Stark and the, the pressure he was feeling after the death of Tony Stark. Um, oh, I don't feel bad about spoiling it. Tom Holland made a little video that said, if you haven't seen Endgame, don't see the Spider-Man trailer. Right. So we're good. Um, if you're here for the spoilers on the movie, then you're past the level of spoilers for the trailer. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. So I like, I liked that. Not only was it about like Tony's legacy through Peter, but Tony's legacy through people he's quote unquote wronged, whether or not he was in the right to fire Quentin Beck. Cause he does seem like, you know, he is an, he is unstable as Tony apparently said to him, but he also kind of wronged him. You know what I mean? So seeing the two sides of Tony Stark being portrayed here as his legacy is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love the callback to like Iron Man one. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> Any chance to see that Jeff Bridges just yelling that I'm in. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> um, yeah, that was interesting. That little like montage they showed of like all the people that have been wronged yep. uh, tertiarily through, um, through what Tony Stark has done, mm-hmm. and yeah, like Quentin Beck is a fucked up person, but like, thought it like he was do, wronged. He's just overreacting. Do you, do you have to fucking exacerbate it by calling his life's work what, barf, barf or whatever? Yeah. Barf, binary, augmented, uh-huh. reality something. field, reality or something. framing or something. Mm-hmm. Edith, even dead. I want to talk about this. I'm the hero. <laughs> that was good. Um, let's talk about the casting for Mysterio. It's incredible. It's fucking perfect. It's right? so Jake good. Hall is so perfect. It's as so that good because he's so good at both roles. Exactly. He's, he's so good at both roles. He plays. He plays. He plays inspiring hero and mentor to Spider Man, and he plays crazed out, wronged genius psychopath mm-hmm. and he's great at both of them yeah. oh, you, you so buy him being peter's friend while also like he's amazing in those scenes threatening his own team yeah. and their lives when yeah. he fucking puts uh, fucking yeah, drone puts lasers drone lasers on them yeah oh man he's really good casting. so good in the scenes where he's a friend to peter mm-hmm. that even though i knew it was coming i was still like heartbroken when, yeah. when we when the per, per, when the betrayal is revealed yeah oh man so good i'll say this about mysterio the scene when Spider-Man goes to Berlin to con- to try to tell Nick Fury that Mysterio is a villain, and Mysterio has the setup with all the all the holograms and stuff. That yeah. is everything that I could ever dream of wanting out of a scene in a Mysterio Spider-Man movie. Right. That was perfect. It was, yeah, it was, it was awesome. so cool, mm-hmm. and it ended him getting hit by a fucking train. Yeah, brutal. So good. And the like the levels of of deception to it, like when he acts like he got shot by Nick Fury, but then he was really just Nick Fury. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. That scene's amazing. It, it, yeah, it's always Gross keeping you guessing. Zombie Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's just really fucked up psychologically, and like obviously, like Spider Man like couldn't fight his way through and shit. It's just a really good scene. Yeah. Um, he didn't. He couldn't access that Pinger t- Peter Tingle. Yeah, man. <laughs> What? Wait, what is it? What is it? He, they literally didn't say Spider Sense throughout the entire They've movie. They've never said Spider Sense, I don't think. And they haven't done that in Tom Holland's. No. Well, that was yet. a that was kind of a I don't want to say complaint, but it was like something people realized from the first movie. They were like, "Wait, does Peter not have Spider Sense? Because he's like getting fucked up all the time." Right. And then people are like, "Why doesn't he know like things are coming his way?" So I I like the idea that it's like he's kind of like growing into his powers mm-hmm. still. Yeah. It's but, got like uh, that Smallville aspect. Yeah, to it, kind of. He, yeah. But. They've also never fully said the uh, with great power comes great responsibility line. They've beat around the bush a few times. In mm-hmm. this movie, he literally says, I have so much responsibility. Like You can tell it's ingrained into who he is as a character, but they've mm-hmm. never said it. And I think part of it, it's like the it's like the whole, do we need to see the pearl necklace fall off of Martha Wayne's neck ever again? You know what I mean? Right. Do we ever need to hear someone say with great power comes great responsibility? Well, and, and I think, I, think yeah. I would love to see it down the line in a flashback. Because I just think it's really powerful. 
think it's one of like the it's like one of the most iconic mission statements for a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know anything about this version of Peter's relation to whoever his uncle Ben was. There was a slight I don't know if you caught it, his suitcase he uses has his has Uncle Ben's initials. Oh like, on no, it. I didn't catch that. So the suitcase he uses to go to Europe mm-hmm. says BFP on it. Um I'm really interested like, in like the who, idea. Who locked down Marissa Tomei? That had to be a special dude. Word. Uh, I'm really interested in the idea of like, and th- th- this is uh, something that is uh, applicable to a lot of uh, superhero movies that are getting rebooted a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man is like a perfect example of like yeah, these. Three different these, Spider-Mans. Three different Live Spider-Mans. Um, and the, the Tom Holland movies have done really well in separating themselves from the pack mm-hmm. uh and mimicking what makes spider-man great while also not like uh they are not adhering to from, it yeah exactly. they're doing a great job of balancing what makes classic spider-man classic mm-hmm. and what is what is our mcu version of mm-hmm. spider-man they're, they're they've done such a good job yeah. of bridging those two things but there's it's it's just like it seems like there's a lot of games that they're playing here with these tom holland spider-man movies where they're like okay how much can we kind of separate from what we've already seen in spider-man movies while also still making a spider-man movie right mm-hmm. like okay he's friendly neighborhood spider-man but we're gonna put him in europe yeah what does spider-man was a spider-man movie still look like in europe yeah, what is peter's like reaction to that because like as you know as uh synergistic as like fucking as new york is with spider-man it's perfect. you know how how important is it ultimately if you can put spider-man in europe because like the most important thing is the people yeah. right the, the fact that he's trying to protect his friends. Yeah. Um, and the, you, you just see like a lot of sort of interesting inter- innovations with the Tom Holland universe. Um, like, so if he, if he's not wearing a, a red and uh, blue suit, mm-hmm. you know, let's put him in an all black suit. Mm-hmm. Is he still Spider-Man? Fuck yeah, he's still, well, I mean, he's the night monkey, but he, he might be the night monkey. <laughs> God, it's so good. This movie's so freaking good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I agree with you one hundred percent. You can take the spider out of the neighborhood, but you can't take the neighborhood out of the spider. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, one we, thing we haven't even mentioned that this movie not only is this movie an amazing superhero movie, it's an amazing teen rom com. Yes. At the same Definitely. time, like it's so good. Definitely. Well, like so, Kate. The first thing that she said when uh, we walked out, she wasn't like super excited, and you know, she was just like, "Oh, like interested." She's seen Homecoming already. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing that she said when she walked out was like, I loved all the romance. It's so good. It, the romance is really fucking It's enjoyable. so freaking good, dude. It's really enjoyable. Um, and it, not just between Peter and MJ, but between <laughs> Ned and Betty, dude, that is such a good bit. That is a hysterical bit. It's, it's solid. It's God, solid it's so bit. good. Yeah. And there's just a lot of really good character development, really good, uh, just, Funny moments from every character, dude. Martin Starr is going Martin in. Starr in trying movie. to. I was there was like there. Martin Starr <laughs> let it bleed out in the first movie a little bit when he said I couldn't lose another student on a field trip, not again. Yeah, he like <laughs> let it bleed out a little bit. In this movie, he's like at a hundred percent the whole time, yeah. just being like a paranoid teacher about yeah. shit. And you know what? I was a little worried when I saw JB Smoove was going to be in it because right. JB Smoove, like, I think he's a funny guy, but he has a tendency to like. I think overplay his his bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where he can like tr- like he steps a little bit too much on the toes of the people around him. Okay. With his like level of charisma that he has. Right. In this movie, I thought he was perfect. Yeah. He was like just being this weird. He's talking about witches and taking <laughs> Ambien and shit. He's just super weird. He's like 
I'm trying to be a cool t- like when he talks to Brad about taking pictures in the bathroom. Yeah, I'm gonna be a cool teacher here. <laughs> you can't do that. Not in the urinals. Not in the stalls. <laughs> was Brad's character in the first movie? Was it even? No, because he, he was like a middle schooler. I just didn't know if we like. We Let's saw talk him about that a little bit. bit. The 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 so we knew we were gonna get a different perspective of what they're calling the blip. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. And they address it really, really well right off the dude, bat. Dude, dude, I can't tell you how funny. So that's two movies in a row where they've done this. They do th- what we would think of as the beach because that's what we called it in high school, our yeah. school news. Yeah. Their school news bits are so freaking good mm-hmm. how bad they are. Yeah, it's hilarious. Holy, the Getty images <laughs> on the candles that's hilarious. with Whitney Houston playing. Oh my God. It's so The blurry generic. picture of Vision. Yeah. Holy shit, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And the, the kid... From Bumblebee, I can't. I don't remember his name. The co-anchor, not right. Betty Brant, but the co-anchor, the one that cussed. Yes, yeah. he's so funny. Uh-huh. He's so. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so solid. good. But it was just. It was, it was funny. Uh, and it was like, and it caught us up to speed really quick. There's. It's just really good way to yeah. introduce exposition. Yeah. Um. Because like, it's just. It's just creative. It's a creative way to mm-hmm. be like, okay, this is exactly. This is how we can explain something to Yeah, but while being in the fucking context of what this movie is in this world is mm-hmm. yeah. and being funny and entertaining. Cuz that's a it's a I mean that's a it's a complex thing that you have to address mm-hmm. and you have to address it early on because yeah. yeah, like why are all these kids still in high school? Oh, well they you know they got dusted. Yeah. Why are they still in high school? You know, like who is this random because she's mad about having to repeat junior year. That exposition colors so much of the jokes with with Brad and shit and the yeah. The, the plot lines of Brad trying to Get compete with, MJ, with yeah. Peter uh, for MJ and stuff. So. I wasn't expecting that. That was a fun little wrinkle they threw in. Because mm-hmm. it was like, we know that's like what the... Like, I guess you call it like the B-plot. Peter's B-plot, B-arc, is like this relationship thing. His like, the main arc of the movie is probably more the, you know, becoming the hero he is or whatever. You know, classic mm-hmm. superhero shit. Yeah. But, uh... I, was, I wasn't expecting the foil thrown in. Usually the foil for Peter is just him being Peter. Mm-hmm. Like for the, for his, 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 the, the foil for Peter's personal life is always him being Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Now there's an extra wrench thrown in. Yeah. Not only is it him being Spider-Man and Nick Fury wanting to get his attention. Now there's this fucking hot dude trying to get with the girl he likes. <laughs> dude, I love just fucking moments of like, I've talked about this with interstellar before, Mm -hmm. right? Like just the, the moments of like supreme utter confidence, you know, and in the wake, like uh, of eminent of imminent death, you know? Yeah. Uh, Like, and you see that. I'm going to dock it. The, the, I'm, I'm going to dock it scene from interstellar is like a perfect example, but the, the fucking, the Peter tingle scene in the hallway uh, when he, when he ultimately beats Mysterio is so fucking fun. Have have you thought about the ramifications of how brutal the death attempt is there? Yeah. Is there a more brutal attempted kill scene in the MCU Mm -hmm. than Jake Gyllenhaal point blank blowing the brains out of Spider-Man? Yeah. It's hardcore. Yeah. And when he does the freaking the catch and Tom Holland is in it. Tom Holland is an incredible actor. Mm -hmm. He's incredible. Yeah. He's like the level of emotion that he, when he, there's scenes where he's wearing the night monkey suit yeah. and he's just oh, emoting through his eyes. eyes yeah. mm-hmm. And you, I can't believe how much I'm getting, you get from him in yeah. those scenes. It's incredible. Yeah. But that shot, when he grabs the wrist yeah. and stops the gunshot and mm-hmm. he's just like, 
it's all like mm. fury and anger and confidence right. and kind of pity. Like there's so much rap and betrayal. There's so much in what he's giving you right there. It's amazing. But like, I think that also, you know, it, it goes back to this, this idea of like how much, how much can you take away from a Spider-Man movie while still keeping it a Spider-Man movie? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and I think Paul, when we had a conversation about whether or not Spider-Man could be an Avenger, could be an Avenger or whatever. And we were like semi trolling him mm-hmm. uh, as far as just like calling Spider-Man an Avenger, but he was bringing up like a lot of really good points about what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. And yeah. I think ultimately like what makes really interesting superhero movies, right? Like, cause it was really um, important in Smallville as well. Right. Like all of the things that, uh, that, <clears throat> that make Peter Peter, right? Like he can't simultaneously be Peter and be Spider-Man at the same time. Mm-hmm. And every time he but he uh, tries to be more of uh, Spider-Man, it takes away from Peter and vice versa. And vice versa, exactly. Right? Um, and That's I thought, the most classic thing mm-hmm. about Spider-Man probably. Mm-hmm. And, is, and I would say a lot that, of superhero movies as well. Um, but specifically the character of Spider-Man? Peter Parker is mm-hmm. like the balance of the... Because like... I think part of it is how rich his supporting cast is, both mm. in his personal life and his villains. Right. It's, it's the best supporting cast in all of comics. The only one that I think that gets close is Batman. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing with Batman that's different is that he doesn't give a fuck about his personal life. Yeah. Like the, ba- the Bruce Wayne thing where it's like, oh, he's really Batman. Bruce Wayne is the mask and he's mm-hmm. always just pretending to be a player. And like his, his, real, uh, his supporting cast is like Alfred and his kids he adopted. Yeah. And they're all superheroes. So it's, it's very different than Peter's. Yeah, like even like... Because there there are plot lines in Batman movies where he's like trying to, you know, put down the cowl and kind some of, have of the movies have life. them. Yeah. I uh, mean, the Dark Knight Rises did it. It's in the Dark Knight as well. Um, that's true. It is in the Dark Knight a little um, bit. Like, like yeah. it, it, it's definitely a, a part of the, the Nolan trilogy. In the Nolan but, trilogy. Yeah. But it's also like not one of the more compelling things mm-hmm. about the Nolan trilogy. Yeah. Um, whereas like. This movie, I mean, I, I fucking loved that. I thought it was really compelling because you buy Peter, the, the, the fact that, you know, that, that inner struggle that he has mm-hmm. between trying to be Peter and trying to be Spider-Man. You want to know what else you buy? You buy the fact that a 15, 16-year-old kid is just stressed out. Yeah. Like all the stuff that he's gone through mm-hmm. in, you know, since Spider-Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. including Spider-Man Homecoming, his girlfriend's dad is a supervillain, tries to kill him. Uh, he has to fight Captain America and his friends. He gets sucked. He goes into space. He gets dusted, like, and now he's got to deal with this shit. It's like, it's like, it's like classic Spider-Man. It's never ending. It's just constant bullshit happening to him, and he mm-hmm. can't get a break. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. He just wants to take a little vacation, dude. A little vacay. Just wants to k- kiss MJ on the Eiffel Tower. That's it. That's it. That's all he wants to do. God, the execution of that whole romance stuff is so good. <laughs> his just like his plan with Ned and Ned being like, "Let's go be American bachelors." If I know one thing, it's that Europeans love Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like really good jokes there. Um, can we talk about the weirdness of MJ a little bit? Yeah, she's okay. amazing. It's it's amazing, but it's also like, do, do you get like Kyrie vibes from MJ? A little bit? <laughs> I think she's. Well, there's a I lot think of- I think the character of Michelle, aka MJ, played by Zendaya, is already smarter than Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. She like actually yeah. knows things. She's just a weirdo. But but there's like a lot of like kind of just conspiratory. Kind oh of stuff. yeah, absolutely. Like get a VPN on your phone so the government can't track you. <laughs> yeah. Like weird shit. Yeah. Like she's super weird. So like I, and I like I that love Peter. Her character. I love I'm that not... Peter talks about that. He's like she's like really funny in a dark way. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's like into it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I think she's amazing. And it's it's kind of this weird situation we're in, MCU versus source material-wise. Like, is she Mary Jane? Is she a... Because di- she goes by MJ, but her name is Michelle in the first movie. That's what she's credited as on IMDb. Like, it's a weird thing. Like, are they going to introduce Mary Jane later? Are they ever going to introduce Gwen Stacy? I don't know. Like, it's mm-hmm. a weird sort of game they're playing with it yeah and i would be totally cool if they were like we're just going to take things in an entirely different direction like it's a similar be a marriage it's a similar skeleton to the high school romance of his his high school love is mary jane in this it's michelle mj yeah but i said this to you there's a few things in this movie that are like kind of references or or drawn from the spider-man video game on ps4 right one thing I would love for them to do down the line, because I think what's going to happen is we're going to get two Spider-Man trilogies. I think we're going to get the high school trilogy and then the like young adult trilogy, basically, which I think is really cool. Mm. I'm still going to bet that the next movie is called Senior Year. That's going to be my bet or, or graduation or something. Senior Year would be good. Yeah. But uh, like I think there's the, the character of Mary Jane in that video game doesn't follow the traditional... Um, what Mary Jane does. You know, like traditionally Mary Jane is like a model or an actress and stuff like that. In that video game, she's a journalist, which is like a tropey, like superhero love interest is a journalist thing. It, it happens a lot, but it works so well in that game. Mm-hmm. And it makes the dynamic between Peter and Mary Jane in that game really interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a th- kind of a throwaway line in the scene where the dro- the drones are coming in and they all confess something about themselves mm-hmm. in that vault yeah. and Happy's like I'm in love with Spider Man's aunt and yeah. they all say weird things and Ned's like I've wasted my life playing video games. MJ MJ says mm-hmm. I t- I'm obsessed with telling the truth even if it hurts people mm-hmm. and I'm like dude that's a mission statement for a character yeah that's a character mission statement yeah and it would be perfect for, for her that. to be a junior yeah, yeah for her to be like obsessed with finding the truth in stores uh-huh. it would be so interesting mm-hmm. and i would love to see zendaya explore that because i think she's great mm-hmm. but yeah it could be yeah it could be really interesting for mm-hmm. her character and obviously like it's it would put her in a lot of like dangerous situations you know fucking mm-hmm. has peter shown any kind of like like has there been no, any hints no of photography stuff? Photography? Well, that's what I'm saying. Let's say, for example, Mary Jane goes to school to be a journalist and she gets an internship at the Daily Bugle. Yeah. Right. And then Peter's like, "Well, that's my girlfriend. I want to spend time with her, and I'm always being Spider-Man in my free time. So I'll try to, you know, be a freelance photographer so I can go hang out at the Daily Bugle." Yeah. It kind of works. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I feel like if if I were projecting, if my guess is right about two trilogies. The next movie would be senior year. And then after that, it's this weird thing where like in the MCU, post high school Peter Parker could just go be an Avenger, right? Just in terms of realisticness. Yeah. But like, I also would completely buy the fact that Peter wouldn't want to do that. He would want to try to live as normal a life as possible. Yeah. Now we're going to have to see, we have to talk about the post credit stuff because yes. who knows what kind of impact that's going to have on not just the next Spider-Man movie and, and Peter's storyline going forward, but on the MCU in general, what that's going to do. Um, but I just, I kind of love the idea of Peter just being like, you know, the second trilogy, movie one, Peter's a photographer. He's in graduate, you know, he's trying to become a scientist because that's what Peter does. Yeah. And there's like, there's a part in the comics where, that I've read. There's like a stretch of, of stories where, where like Peter's day job isn't a photographer anymore. He's a, he's a high school teacher and it works so good. He's like a science teacher in high school. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Yeah. It's so good. 
So I wouldn't, I like, there's, there's lots of branches you could take, Peter. Yeah, there's different, like, adaptations you can take. Like, does he have to be a photographer? Does he have to work at the Daily Bugle in order to Especially be now Parker? that we know the Daily Bugle is just fucking Alex Jones's website. <laughs> what a good bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, let's jump into that after credit sequence, right? Okay. The first one, first of all, okay. how about the, 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 twisting of the Kirsten Dunst swing scene? Cause in, in, in real life, it'd be terrifying yeah. to swing through the city like that. Yeah. And Zendaya like hates it. Uh-huh. I'm never doing that again. It's, <laughs> it's a good bit. Um, whereas like in, you know, Spider-Man one or two or whichever one it was, she like, she's like loves it and it's like romantic. So it's like a fun little twist. Um, the reveal, the post-death reveal from Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio of not only framing Spider-Man to have been the one to cause all that destruction, but then revealing his identity. Mm-hmm. as Changing the game, baby. As well as J. Jonah Jameson, right? Well, yeah, that was unexpected and amazing. Yeah. J.K. Simmons back as J. Jonah Jameson. Was J. Jonah Jameson in the Andrew Garfield no movies. No, that that character just didn't exist, no, right? He was okay. not there. That's what that's what I figured. Yeah, um, but it's been they've been. I, I haven't. He's seen such an he's one. such an iconic level casting that they were like, we can't do yeah, it. Yeah, why not? We why can't not? do it. We have to. Bring I'm him completely back. fine with it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, I missed the high top fade. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Super fun to just uh, cast J.K. and that little like the again like a 21st century spin on it. He's like he runs a conspiracy website. It's ridiculous. Um. I don't know if the reveal is going to be at, like, I think it's going to be important moving forward, but I think they can get, like, it's, I don't think it necessarily is going to change everything. You know what I mean? Okay. Because there's like people out there with the technology or, or, or just like people that can spread the message that like, oh no, that dude was a supervillain and he was just lying and trying to frame this like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think going forward, there's, you can have two camps. You know what I mean? There can be like the people who believe Peter Parker, Spider-Man yeah. and those who don't. And maybe over time it sort of gets washed away. You know what I mean? In the, in the daily news cycle of things. So like, I, I think it's going to, it's really interesting to explore mm-hmm. and it's going to be a really big part of moving forward, but I think they can salvage it if they want to move forward with Peter with a secret identity. This is like one of the, you know, like, like, uh, like when you're writing, uh, it's having an, an idea like this. We're like, okay, let's put it out there so that the entire world knows that Spider-Man is Peter Parker, right? Now, how do we fucking write ourselves out of this situation? Yeah. Like, how do we write ourselves if out of this If you want corner? to, they might not want to. Well, the thing, like, just how, I'm, what I mean, like, how do you write yourself out of this corner? I mean, yeah. like, how do you rectify the situation? Yeah. How is, like, how does do Peter deal do with it? from there, from there on? Because, I mean, a simple, simple decision. Peter says, all right, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm just going to go be a full time superhero. That could happen. Mm-hmm. Or what probably will happen, it would be, to me, the most Peter thing would be like, he's going to be like, how the fuck do I get, like, stop people from believing this? Right. Imagine, like, Spider Man 3 senior year, right? Peter's walking around hallways of high school and everyone's like, yo, is that... And he's like, no, I swear I'm not Spider-Man, I swear. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the rhino is like destroying the street outside and he's got to escape and go fight him. So like, it's like this weird thing. Like, are people going to still think he's a male escort? Like Susan Yang, I think she said her name. Or (laughs) something. Like... That was a good bit in this movie too. Yeah, how is he going to outthink the situation? Exactly. Right? And how is he going to utilize his connections to help him do it? Because this is the MCU. Mm -hmm. This isn't just a Spider-Man comic. Mm -hmm. He can use everyone around him right to try to combat the situation well and maybe he uses um 
that fucking imaging technology as Maybe. well to make it look like Spider-Man is out there while like he's in mm-hmm. high school, you know? Yeah. He's like, look, I'm fucking sitting in class right now. I can't be out there fighting Rhino and be yeah. sitting in the middle of biology, you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah. Uh, but it was really fun to see fucking J.K. Simmons oh, it was great. again. And the, uh, the crowd yeah. cheered, like the audience. Oh, the, yeah. The Everyone, cheered. Yeah. Everyone was like, fuck yeah, he's back. Kate was like, what? What's going on? Oh, really? <laughs> just, I was like, I was like, maybe he was. He played this character yeah. in the original Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah. And they brought him And back. he's so good. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that also Elizabeth Banks is in that movie, those movies. Yeah. As the secretary. Yeah. There's a lot of people in those movies that are like. Didn't you say that the the girl character from the first movie was that character? Yeah, Betty Brent, the girl who dated Ned in this movie is Elizabeth Banks. Oh, the girl who dated Ned. Okay. That's All why right. I had said that it would have been a okay. good it would have been a That's good opportunity if they didn't dust Betty and Betty grew up. Mm-hmm. Because then she could have already had a job at the Daily Bugles gotcha. and it would have been this kind of weird connection. Gotcha. Then like I went to school with you, but now you're five years older than me. It's weird. You right. know what I mean? I think like Peter's dated Betty Brant in the comics before and shit. But, uh, yeah, they didn't do that, which it worked out because that bit is too good. Betty dating Ned bit Solid. is too good. Solid. What did you think of this, the, the actual post-credit scene? That was the mid-credit scene. The reveal of Ben Mendelsohn being Samuel Jackson the whole movie. Uh, yeah. I. Talos is the character's name Talos. From, from Captain Marvel. Yeah. And which was already an insane spin on a different on planet. <laughs> Sorry? Samuel Jackson was a di- on a different. He's planet. in space somewhere. It looks like he's in a spaceship. Yeah. I don't entirely know what he's up to. Um, the first thing I thought of was sword. So, like you know, I have Shield, the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement Logistics Division. Okay. In the comics, there's also Sword, which is basically Shield in space. Okay. So I, that's what I thought. Maybe he was up to. But there's freaking scrolls everywhere in that scene. What are we? Some kind of space force? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, that's gonna be a show, dude. It's going to be an office style show. Wild. Um, uh, yeah, there's like scrolls everywhere up there, but they've, they've already twisted. Okay. So the scree scree Cree scroll war is an iconic comic book storyline from Marvel and they've already twisted it completely on its head. So who knows what they're going to be doing regarding the scrolls in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that Ben Mendelsohn's character is this weird, like, He's like this. He's like a Nick Fury. He's like a Nick Fury figure. He's like a little spy they're sending around. But he's such a goober. I love how goofy he is. Mm-hmm. Like when she's like, "You got to tell him." And he's like, he calls Nick Fury. And he's like, "Oh, the kid did a good job." And then things went off the rails. <laughs> like he's just so weird and goofy. But yeah, the, I I just I don't know. Like I just I'm so interested in where they're gonna go with the scroll stuff because traditionally the scrolls are the bad guys and they infiltrate Earth and you can't trust who's real and who's not. And a scroll could be your neighbor or a scroll could be Captain America and you wouldn't know it. And it's super scary, but it looks like the scrolls are going to be the good guys from this vantage point. And they've got the Eternals movie coming, which is going to be super weird. And nobody knows Jack about that shit. That's some, that's more, I feel like the Eternals, like remember when they made the Guardians of the Galaxy movie and it was like, this is some weird shit to pull from Marvel. This is even weirder to pull from. That's the movie that's going to have like uh, Angelina Jolie and Richard Madden in it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a whack ass movie, or I mean, the 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 source material is whack to pull from. So I don't know how all that's gonna be incorporated into their Marvel space stuff, along with Asgardians of the Galaxy Three. Yeah. My ultimate reaction uh, to fucking what's his name Talos. 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 Um, 
I, like I was just like, oh, okay. What does that mean? That that was my yeah. Theory. Did you so did you catch the weird things throughout the movie though? That kind of, like there were some random spots throughout the movie when I was like, that's a weird thing for Nick Fury to say. Okay. And then when I rewatched them, I was like, well, now it's like obvious what's going. on. Do you on. remember the yes. specific? When he first introduces him to Quentin Beck in that bunker, he says, he's, he's from Earth, just not your Earth. I was like, that's a weird way to phrase that sentence because Nick Fury is also from Earth. Yeah, but not he's not. Our there's Earth, another. Right. There's another point when in that same scene when Peter's like, what about Thor? And he's like, off world. Uh, what about somebody? Blah, blah, blah. What about Captain Marvel? He says, don't invoke her name. And you're like, that's a weird reaction from Nick Fury. He like very aggressively is like, don't talk about her. Well, now we know. It's because he has a deeply personal connection because Captain Marvel saved his family and his race. Right. So he's like, you don't bring her name up. And I feel like there's... Oh, there's another one where in passing, Maria Hill and Nick Fury are walking and he's saying, we knew that they were Kree sleeper cells. They're talking about the Kree. And I was like, oh, in the first time viewing, I was like, oh, interesting little drop. That's like in, in Captain America 2 when uh, Agent Stillwell mentioned Doctor Strange in passing. It's like a really quick thing that you would you have to be really paying Little attention background to shit, yeah. yeah and i was like oh that's interesting so there's like kree on earth that are like up to some shit well now we know why he's paying so much attention to that because he's a scroll right there's a bunch of little things like that mm. throughout the movie okay. where do you where do you think you would rank this in spider-man movie hierarchy i really like the tom holland spider-man uh, movies. I'm Me not too. sure if I. Like I think that this so far the Tom Holland movies are the are my favorite collection of Spider-Man movies. That, yeah, yeah. I think he's the best Spider-Man. We've we, we've said this before, right? Like Tobey Maguire is the best Peter Parker, and Andrew Garfield was the best Spider-Man. But like, uh, Tom I think Holland is I the think best Tom Holland both. is like become best at both. He's the best at both. Yeah. I think it used to be where you could be like, he like, he's the best bat. Like if you gave them ratings and you were like, well, Toby is a 90 Peter and a 75 Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield is like a 65 Peter and an 85 Spider-Man and mm -hmm. Tom Holland is like an 88. No, I think, I think Tom Holland is just the best at being both right. of them. Okay. So I'll bring up one thing that like, I don't even necessarily say it's a flaw, but I was like, man, I wish I had more of that. Um, I wanted a little bit more sassy Spider-Man. I think it just more quips. Yeah. Well, so you know what? You, we had a whole scene cut that's in the trailer. Oh, really? Remember the scene in the trailer where um, oh, he's in the room the, with the cops, the cops and yeah. they're like, you're the next, you're next Iron Man? He's like, I'm too busy doing your job. True, yeah. That got cut from the movie. Um, and I saw an interview of Tom Holland talking about it and he said it's probably going to be released as a short film. Okay, cool. Just the, it's it's going to be called like Peter's Errands. It's going to be him okay, like... Cool. It's, it's apparently like it's him going to get his stuff he needs for his vacation. Mm -hmm. He needs to get his passport and stuff. Yeah. And there's like another scene in the trailer where he's <clears> talking to the sandwich shop guy uh, so he probably goes there in that same scene and there's like a mob boss or something that he gets in a fight with. Yeah. There's like some mafia people. Yeah. That's what that scene is. And they cut it from the movie because they were like, we felt like the point of this was to like indicate how stressed Peter was and how much pressure he was feeling about the whole Iron Man situation. And we feel like we just, it, it, we get that across very yeah, it's easily. Not really exactly. Yeah. And, yeah and, and that's fine. But that's some high level quippy Spider-Man. But, but like, it, it makes perfect sense that like, he's not, being super quippy and sassy and stuff. Because when he's that's when he's going to do it is when he's fighting dudes, he doesn't feel emotionally 
burdened by and really physically threatened by. Well, that, but uh, also like a majority of the his actual interactions, the conflicts that he's having with these, you know, fucking uh, they're elemental beings. They're, they're not conscious. They're creatures. not. Con- yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like you're you fighting. can't quip something that doesn't know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, and then by the time not, he's fighting Mysterio, it's like he's so emotionally traumatized mm-hmm. that he's not he's not in that mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't get as much as that, but I do really like a lot of that. Like you don't get as much sass and quip, but when he first meets Mysterio and he's Spider-Man and he's got the little, <laughs> he's got the, the masquerade. He says, yeah. he says, I'm really strong and I'm sticky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really strong. And I'm, Sir, let me help you please. Like that fucking really just innocent. I was like, that's fucking, that's yeah. some quality Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, his level of innocent Peter is so good. Like yeah. the amount of time when he calls everybody Mr. This and Miss, <laughs> when he says bye miss to Maria Hill as he's leaving yes. and she's like, whatever. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. But God, like I could have, there's so much going on in this movie. It's so good. Yeah. I could have enjoyed a little, a little bit more, a little more quipness. Yeah, a little you probably quipness, would have gotten it if that scene wasn't cut. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. By far a really fun movie though. I, I mean, Obviously, doesn't have the flaws of Spider-Man Three. I would say, I'm not sure if I like this one more than Homecoming, but it's like it's a toss-up. They're just me. both so good. They're both so good. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like maybe if I didn't know the Mysterio thing was coming, the way I didn't know that the, I knew we all knew Michael Keaton was Vulture, but we didn't know the personal connection. True. That was what was killer. Mm. And that was also like it was an interesting uh, the, the the way. Casting went a lot into the the how effective that mm-hmm. twist was because Zendaya she's, was mixed race. Uh, uh, Liz, I don't remember what the actress. Oh, I'm sorry, name Liz. Is. I'm sorry. Um, From uh, Spike Lee's movie last year, Black Black Klansman. Yeah, 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 I forget her name. Yeah, uh, yeah, because that character was was mixed, and you like kind of just assume that she's that she's just black, black parents or whatever. Right. Yeah, you don't even think about the fact that maybe Michael mm-hmm. Keaton's her dad. Yeah, yeah. it's a good twist. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's like where the like the future of twists is going to go. I feel like there is just a lot like a, a huge. I'm not just saying specifically with use, utilizing ethnicity. I'm yeah. not saying that. I'm saying that there is a lot of avenues for the of of, of creativity uh, with twists within movies that just isn't utilized. Mm-hmm. I think that. Spider-Man Homecoming was a good, because the way that they utilized ethnicity to, mm-hmm. uh, to twist audiences' expectations, mm-hmm. I thought, um, I feel like the utilization of, um, the, of the, the structure of film itself and the, the things that we kind of have inherently um, as audience members that like see a lot of movies frequently, right? Because you kind of build up the language for cinema. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you've never taken a film class before, you understand... You understand what a flashback is. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to bring up the specific movie that I'm sort of referencing right now because it would kind of spoil it. Um, but that that is uh, 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 an interesting way um, that 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 people have used um, t- that twist. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of different creative instead of just going the Pixar route and just being like, oh, the good, the good guy guy's was the actually bad the bad guy, guy yeah. the entire time. Um, yeah. Or I'm related to you. Some that. I think that there's a lot like the Star Wars is iconic because it was like it, you know it was out of nowhere. But yeah. the amount of that sin, like that, I hate when it's just like, oh, I'm your dad. It just needs to be executed. Well, and I feel like usually when people try to do that, it's not. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about it before. 
and I hope that this Spider-Man franchise doesn't go this direction, if part of your backstory of your character is that they are orphaned or they lost a parent or something, and then your big reveal is that they never died, hate it. Yeah, you don't. You don't. I like hate it. I hate it. They did it in Jessica Jones season two. They tried. They were gonna do it in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. There's a cut scene from Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man two, with his dad showing up and talking to him at a funeral at a graveyard. Yeah. I yeah. I really. A good twist can fucking make a movie. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like fucking M. Night Shyamalan, like, his fucking tentpole movie was one that, like, utilized a, a twist in a really creative way. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so, like, it can, it can make, not only make a movie, it can make a fucking career. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's like, yeah, M. Night's thing is he's a, the twisty guy. If, if M. Night never made Sixth Sense, like, mm-hmm. would he still have a career in movies? I don't know. What if he only ever and made Avatar? Like, then I would guess no. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and it's and it's such a, a difficult thing to do creatively, and um, while also mm-hmm. you know doing it organically within the film, because like he's been chasing that fucking lightning in the bottle his yeah. entire career. Yeah. And the different ways to implement twists, and hasn't been able to do it successfully in a while. It's hard. All right, I think we've covered a good portion of our thoughts on Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh-huh. Uh, Is there any other bad things that you can think about this movie? I don't think there was a single thing I didn't like in this movie. Yeah. Love everything here. about it. Like I said, I could use a little bit more sassy Spider-Man, but it just didn't come organically to the, the character, really. You know, just yeah. because, like you there said, there wasn't really a moment for it. And, yeah. Yeah, and he, those weren't the type of villains that he was going yeah. against. So. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the future of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. The future of the MCU is really interesting. I, I, I think we could, I could safely say that you you and I would both recommend seeing this movie. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be all for us. Um, check out Chris on his website, chrismichaelstott.com, chrismichaelstott on Instagram. I, I am davinwell25. Twitter and Instagram, the show is... The Chris and Kyle Show on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on all the podcasting platforms. Pod on Twitter. There is a poll out there right now with two movies on it. I don't remember what they are off the <laughs> top are. of my head. Midsummer. Midsummer and yesterday. That's right. Midsummer and it's it's a neck and neck race. It's very tight right now. Um so hop on over to either Twitter or Facebook and vote on those. What do we do in the the event of a tie? Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, we have. We've never talked about that. Do we just flip a coin? Do we see them both and make two episodes? I feel like that would be dangerous because then, like, the audience could revolt against us and always try to. I say, if there's a tie, we just the show ends. We just stop. Oh my god! If there's a tie, we'll never do anything again. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. We'll do like an emergency poll. I'll be like, this poll will be up for one hour. Vote. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, Yeah, that's it. We out. We out. Stay weird.